The Morning Brew is brought to you by West Rock Coffee. It's time for your Morning Brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. How does a coach feel after... The team, the Nuggets, schedule a loss by sitting four starters in a back-to-back in Milwaukee, including Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Well, here's what Michael Malone had to say about it. This was a game where second out of a back-to-back, a lot of guys are out. You're going to find out about your team. You know, what's the makeup of our group? Are we going to go out there and say, well, no Jamal, no Contavious Caldwell Pope, no Michael, no Nikola. You know, let's just go out here and, like, mess around and uh, that was our challenge going in no this is another opportunity for us to establish our identity who we are the goal was to give their key players a night off it was a load management night and and, and unfortunately fortunately however you want to look at it load management has now come to the denver nuggets and they are going to do what so many other teams do that we have criticized and mocked and no longer can do it anymore without looking like hypocrites no god please no is there something that you can positively take out of? Well, let me let me what ask they you, did last night. What was what did you say the spread was? Eight and a half. It got up to ten by the time the game tipped off. So they covered the spread. That's a moral victory. They lost by eight. All right, all right, all right. So that's a big win. Nuggets win as a team, though. Do you do you get anything out of it? Well, sure. I mean, your backups get to play. Your backups get to go against their starters. How do you compete? You know, how, how do you how do you develop? Are you ready? Like, does it make you a stronger team in the long run when you get into the playoffs and you have to count on somebody, even though your even though your bench is shortened at that time? Like, yeah, there is some there is some merit to earning, you know, and and you only really get better by playing. Yeah, I mean, you could practice, you could do all that stuff, but when you actually play in the games against better competition, against their starters, not just their backups, that's how you develop. So there is, that part has, there is some merit to what Michael Malone is saying. Next on the Morning Group. Anderson flips it back to Brody, got away. Nieto gets around Brody. Here's Nieto, short-handed, scores! Sharks Radio. The Avalanche making a trade, trade alert, Uh-oh. as they uh, bring back... A former player, Matt Nieto, who spent the better part of four seasons here with the Avs before going off to San Jose the last three years. The Avalanche uh, acquire him yesterday, and I I love these kind of moves. These are the kind of just solid bottom six type forwards, the Darren Helm, Andrew Cogliano Mm -hmm. types that we know maybe during the course of the regular season, their value doesn't necessarily shine through. But in the playoffs where every little thing matters, guys like Nieto, they'll make a play for you that'll help win you a playoff game. What would they give up for him? Uh, They gave up a former uh, first-round pick of theirs in uh, Martin Kaut, as well as, let me give you, you want all the specifics of the deal? No, no, I mean, I don't know anybody. I guarantee you, I don't know. All right, they gave up uh, Ford Martin Cout and defenseman Jacob McDonald. They also picked up a defensive prospect in Ryan Merkley. But the centerpiece of the deal is uh, Nieto. They gave up Michael McDonald? Jacob McDonald. I I keep forgetting not in love anymore. You don't want to lose that guy. He's a locker room hit. (laughs) He keeps thinking. He's a glue guy. He's a glue guy. (laughs) 
<laughs> Go ahead, sing that one song you sang back in the day. <laughs> when you went solo after uh, after your... Uh, after the doobies. After the doobies. Go, go. I keep forgetting song. Go. Abs hosting the uh, Anaheim Mighty Ducks tonight. Next on the Morning Brew, Jerry Rossberg is out. The Broncos uh, electing not to uh, pick up uh, Jerry Rossberg's contract. Jer Bear is mm. on the way out, but could he return? Would you like to see him return? Is there a place? Should there be a place for Jerry Rosberg? I mean, sure. If if he fits, like, does he want to coach special teams? Does he want to be your, you know, assistant head coach like he was in Baltimore for all those years? Assistant head coach slash special teams coach, coordinator, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah, I mean, of course there is. A, of course there's an opportunity for that. You hear this, though, a lot when when new staffs are coming over, there are some people from the holdover staff that fans are like, well, make him your special teams coach. Make him your defensive coordinator, whatever. It, it, it doesn't work that way. It shouldn't work that way. You want whoever's coming in to be completely empowered to name his entire staff. That was part of the problem with Vance mm-hmm. Joseph, where he sure. was so hungry to get a head coaching job that John Elway said, well, how about we uh, keep this guy and keep that guy? And what was Vance going to say? Yeah, well, unfortunately, that's how uh, that's how a lot of organizations do it because they don't want to be on the hook for all that cash. Well, too bad. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. You should have you should have as a coach when you get and, and again, this comes down to are you appointed the head coach? Or are you empowered to be the head coach? Because ultimately, you should get to pick your staff now. And, and understand, you're not going to get all the guys you want on your staff because a lot of those guys are either going to be under contract, they're not going to be allowed to leave. Or uh, they go to other they go to other teams. I think one of the things you do, you know, when you sit down in these meetings, like what you're sitting down with uh, with with the Broncos and and the powers that be with the Broncos, yeah, they want to know well who you're going to bring in as your offensive coordinator, what system you're going to run, who you're going to bring in as your you know defensive coordinator, who's you going to bring in as your special teams coach, are you going to call the plays, and, and you got to come up with a list of names. And oftentimes, you know, you come in with a list of names, and you know, by the time you get by the time this happens, a lot of those guys are gone. Like you can't get them. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, you should be able to pick the guys that you want. Next on the morning brew for those of you who are rooting for the Broncos to hire D'Amico Ryan's as their new coach. He got a heck of an endorsement yesterday from his head coach, Kyle Shanahan. I think it starts as a man. I mean, he's the ideal leader. Whatever he does, he was that way when he came in to Houston as a rookie linebacker. I mean, he took over that defense right away. You could tell who was in charge when he was a 21-year-old. He came in here as a quality control, and within like six months, we moved to a linebacker coach, and he's just he's always been that guy. And then just watching him over these two years, um, what he took in his years learning to get there, how much better he, he runs the system, and then, then he adjusts every week. He sees how to play an offense. He pays attention to offense and defense. You've said that over the last couple of years, you've had about five one-on-one conversations with D'Amico Ryan's. Kyle's assessment match yours? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, D'Amico is dialed in. D'Amico's, he's like like Kyle said, he's a really good leader. Um, He's a very personable guy. Uh, And he knows, like, he understands, he understands, you know, the the weakness of the defense he understands the way he's getting attacked and also the weakness of the offense and how to attack it so yeah he's he's and he's coached under Kyle who is as good as it gets maybe the best in the business when it comes to understanding all sides of the ball